Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. This is so awesome. So last year I had on Emily from Lovesick and we decided to release it as a special Valentine's Day episode, which wasn't the intended plan, but it just kind of worked out that way. And I thought it was like a really cool idea. So fast forward to now, I was like, hey, I want to do it again. So I reached out to Emily and she was super down and I was really happy to have been able to talk to her. We caught up. We talked about our relationship status, which is pretty funny because most of these podcasts, I don't get too personal about this kind of stuff, but I delved a little deeper than I normally do just because it was the Valentine's Day episode. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy that weird part of my life. Um, but I seriously had a really good time. I love talking to Emily. She's such an awesome person and always fun to talk to. So I hope all of you out there are having a great Valentine's Day with yourself, with your loved one, whoever. I just hope it's all positivity and I hope you guys enjoy the second annual Valentine's Day episode with Emily because I sure did. It was great. It was fun. It was fun. And I honestly, honestly look forward to doing this every year. I, I love doing these special episodes for all of you. So please, without further ado, welcome Emily to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Emily. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I had this idea. I was like, oh, cool. Valentine's Day is coming up. I would love to have Emily back on since we had you on last year for the Valentine's Day episode. So I figured I'd reach out and ask and see if you were down. And sure enough, you were. So here we are one year later. And I'm happy um, you're here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do it. There's a lot that's happened, it feels like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there anywhere in particular you wanted to start? Because uh, the year has been pretty crazy since the last time we spoke. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I, the whole year kind of feels like a, a blur. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the band. How's the band doing? I, I know you guys recently played a show in Santa Ana, and I was like super bummed uh, that I couldn't make it because it started so late. And literally, like I start work oh, on uh, like Wednesdays. I start work at like one in the morning. So like I saw the start time for the show, and I was just like, ah, there's no <laughs> way I can make that and go to work and be normal. So it was just, like such a bummer. Oh man. Oh, you're totally good. Yeah, we we kind of like. I feel like towards the end of the year we started playing a few more shows um we had them pretty spaced out like we didn't play that many shows this last year but um I feel like we definitely played the most of them at the end of the year and we just played uh Fullerton about a month ago now it was like a week after the Santa Ana show and um we decided we're just gonna stop playing shows for a bit because we're working on like a new record so, uh, yeah, I feel like my whole past year was really 
busy with like work and uh just all this other stuff going on I feel like it was pretty busy and hectic so I kind of like didn't put a lot of time into writing and uh now I've just been super motivated and just working on new songs and then we're going to pick it up again probably in the spring or summer but yeah we kind of just want to wait till we put out a new record which is pretty exciting <laughs> yeah because if i remember correctly um the last thing you guys put out was it just that one single on valentine's day last year yeah yeah that's the last thing we put out um remy who's in lovesick he also does uh the band death bells and he has a couple other projects but uh they just recorded a whole new record and they're working on that all year and they just signed to deus records so that's been like a huge thing for him and um alvin he plays guitar and bass sometimes when we work as a three-piece and he just started a band called luster they're like a really cool shoegaze band they're amazing but he's been working on that and then justin who plays bass he's in dead heat so it's like we've all been kind of all over the place and um now that everyone's gotten their their stuff out we're all ready to focus on this so i'm excited yeah and after you guys put out that single last valentine's day did you kind of know that that was going to be the course for the band that I was going to kind of have to um, wait while everybody else got their other projects, like newer stuff out, or was this just something that kind of happened and it wasn't intended that way? Um, It kind of just happened. Like we'll write skeletons, the songs and just have them and um, just ideas and come back to them. But we weren't really focusing much on writing because everyone was so busy, but um, I don't know. I was traveling a lot because I was like in a long distance relationship and I feel like it distracted me and I didn't really have a lot of time or motivation to sit down and work on music. And, um, since like October, November, it's all I've wanted to do. So, um, it's kind of just coming naturally, which is cool. Like I used to try and force it sometimes and I'd get really bummed out with what the end result would be. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i not in a rush or anything with putting out music. It's kind of just been a fun outlet and hobby. And you mentioned, or you said um, was, when you're talking about your relationship, that's past tense. Yeah, yeah, we broke up in October, but um, it happens. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like I've been super busy with that, and then... Uh, when we broke up, I kind of just made the joke like, oh, now I can write a new record. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's been all right. Well, I guess that would be some, some good source material for new songs. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know how to write like happy music. So um, I guess it, it came at a good time when it comes to music. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's just like one of those weird things that just, you know, that happening and now you're starting to work on music again. Maybe it was just all just part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I kind of feel like I kind of needed it for the motivation and everything. So it's it's become a positive thing for sure. 
And while you were in that relationship, uh, the band, what, what, did you, do you think that, um, was part of the reason why you had like a lack of motivation to write new stuff? Um, yeah, I think I was, I was kind of distracted and, um, I also like, I, okay. I feel like part of the relationship, like I thought I was really happy, but I wasn't realizing that it was making me pretty depressed. So I feel like I didn't really have the motivation to do things I actually liked. And I wasn't really hanging out with a lot of friends and, um, kind of keeping to myself. And there was a moment where I think I went like a few months without playing an instrument or anything. And, um, which is so weird because he's, he's a musician, he's a musician too. And, um, we obviously shared that, but I just had no drive. I think I just didn't realize how depressed I was, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I've been good. I've been social and I've like been getting out more and surrounding myself with friends and things have been generally pretty good. And, um, I've already written like two of the songs in the past couple of weeks off the new record. So I'm like feeling a high from that. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm so fascinated by your long distance relationship and I have like a ton more questions, but if you want to switch topics, like I'm totally okay with that. Oh no, no, I'm fine. Like it was, it was in October. So I've, it's, it's been enough time. Okay. So the, d- the depression that you mentioned a couple times, where do you think that came from? Do you think it was because of the distance between you guys and you, um, you know, like longing to see your significant other or was there some other source of that depression? Yeah. The distance bummed me out just because he was my best friend. And in general, I loved like hanging out with him, but, um, there was just, our main issue was lack of communication and making it work with the distance and what worked for me communication wise wouldn't work for him and vice versa. So, um, I would want to go out with friends and then part of me would want to stay home. Cause I think like, Oh, maybe we'll get to talk tonight or cause we didn't, we didn't get to talk that often. And any, anytime I talked to friends about it, I would mention, or I'd ask for advice or whatever, ask, you know, their input or so I have a lot of friends who've done long distance. And, um, one of my best friends, she lives in Scotland and she was in a long distance relationship with someone in Australia. So hers was way, way harder, but, um, we would FaceTime like once a week and then that was basically it. And we would text throughout the day. But, um, for me, like I wanted to feel more involved in his every day, you know, like even just five minute phone calls. But, um, I don't know. It was just, that was hard for me just because it felt like he was really far. And, um, just, I think I was depressed cause I was like, I'm on this high when I see him. And then when I leave, it's like, I'll have to wait another month to like feel like that, you know? But, uh, yeah, that was basically like the main issue. And, um, he had never done long distance before, so I know it wasn't easy for him to adapt to all of that, but yeah, I think it was mostly just not enough communication that bummed me out. That's pretty wild, uh, especially in this day and age with the technology that we have in our cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
I've done, and I say long distance like in air quotes because I'm, I'm in Orange County. I dated some girl that lived in San Diego, and that felt like a like a lifetime away. Totally. Like whenever we were like whenever we were apart, I was like, damn, like she's so far away. But literally, she was like in the next county over. Not like anything super crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely can understand that feeling um, of like seeing them and being like super stoked. But then like the second like you know the fun has to end and we kind of have to go back to the normal part of our lives. It was always like a huge mm-hmm. bummer. Yeah, and I think I I kind of hated the whole like I have to pick what fun like I have to pick maybe one thing a month that we get to have fun to do together. And it's like there were so many things that I wanted him to be a part of, and I wanted to be a part of things. And um, towards like the end, it was like we were seeing each other a little more, but um, I don't know. It was it was hard because I'm I'm like a planner and. You know, I like to think about the future and all of that. And I kind of wanted to figure out what the end goal was going to be like. And he just didn't really know what he wanted to do. And yeah, it was, it wasn't like the worst thing, but it could have been handled better for sure. Yeah. That, that's always like the, I, I not, not really like weird part of the relationship, but it's like, okay, you guys kind of go in with this idea that you like each other, obviously, but it's like, where is it headed? And like, and sometimes when you have to take it to that point and have those like serious conversations and come mm-hmm. to the like realization that, yeah, like this whole like dating thing is fun, but like, uh, our, our time is like limited, like what the hell is going on? Like, are we just going to keep doing yeah, this forever? Yeah. Like, or are we going to keep doing this until like one of us isn't happy anymore? And then, then we call it quits. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, um, it's really strange. I'm, I'm always curious. Cause like, uh, like I've been single for like, I think like going on like two years now and I'm, I'm always mm-hmm. questioning like, is love real? Cause I just watch like, I, I probably watch like way too many like romantic comedies and like my brain's oh, like really, <laughs> like my brain's just so skewed on like what love like really is. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm the same way. Like for me, I've always been a romantic and I've just, all my relationships have ended in like kind of fucked up ways and I recently was just like, you know what? Like I'm in no rush. I have no drive to meet someone anymore. Like it kind of bums me out. Cause I've always been like, Oh my God, you know, I'm all about romance. I want to get married and have like this amazing life with someone that's perfect for me and whatever. And now I'm just like, I, I think I'm jaded by it now. And, um, I've probably seen every romantic comedy on earth. <laughs> I love them, but it's like, I think it, it gives you false hope for what's actually out there. I don't know. I, I have a lot of friends who are in amazing relationships and um, most of my best friends have met like the most amazing people. And uh, I've seen perfect relationships, at least, you know, as close as it can get, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is finally like a point where I'm like, yeah, after this, I don't know if I can really handle anymore for a while. Like I, I'm, totally fine with not meeting anyone and uh yeah like the week after we broke up I've I've been wanting to get a dog forever and I adopted a golden retriever and she's been like the best thing that's ever happened to me and I'm like yeah I get you know unconditional love from this amazing dog every day and um 
I'm in no rush to meet anyone. So it's kind of nice though. I, I have like my family and friends and I'm excited to just not even think about it and just work on music and things that I get excited about. But I don't know. Relationships are hard and people who have great ones. I know it takes a lot of work. Yeah, I, I definitely um, feel like when I look back on a lot of the relationships that I have been in, I definitely wasn't as mature as I am now. And I feel like I have mm-hmm. like way more knowledge about relationships, just like listening through like different podcasts and Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so it's definitely just a, like a trip. I'm like, yeah, like I'm not surprised that, you know, that stuff ended just because of like the way like things played out. And it's just like, if I was in those like situations now, um, like, I would definitely handle like certain things better, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't even end up in those weird situations because like, I'm just like, like way more mature now and just like have less time for like BS, you know? Oh yeah. I also think like being single is so important, you know, like taking the time to be alone and figure out how to be content on your own. And, um, like I've been guilty in the past of, you know, after a breakup, I'm, obviously bummed and I'm like oh you know I want to talk to someone and it's like after this one I was like I don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to meet anyone I don't want attention like I don't want people to even know we broke up like it was pretty low-key and um I actually like got off Instagram and Twitter and everything for a month and just went off the grid and focused on me as corny as it sounds but just focused on what was in front of me and around me and um Cause obviously with the long distance, it's like, I didn't have to worry about running into him anywhere, or, you know, any of that happening, which is kind of a nice thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, you learn a lot more. I think when you take the time to be single too, like you've probably learned a lot the past two years. And, um, it, I feel like if you met the right person, you'd think like, yeah, I've been you know, single for long enough, I think I'm ready for something like that again. I think it's like a kind of like a recharge sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely been times where I've met uh, girls in these like past two years where I know they're like toxic and I'm just like, you know, what? <laughs> I- I'm just going to save myself the trouble and not even like invest anything. Cause I, I know where this is heading, which is cool. Oh, because yeah. It's just like, yeah, like I, I'm like, you know, at least now like level headed enough to know that like that's going to end terrible, like no matter how hard we try. <laughs> so it's just like, cool. I can just move on. And like, yeah, like these past few years, like I've been completely fine. Obviously I've been able to do things that I've been wanting to do for like a long time and like grow yeah. this podcast and, uh, you know, just kind of find out who I am like more it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know that sounds weird whatever but yeah self-growth uh I'm, I'm definitely into like all that and um my my family thinks i'm weird because like i'm like like out of like the immediate like you know uh kids like all the cousins and stuff i'm the only one that doesn't have a significant other and so every oh yeah every holiday whenever we get together people are always asking so like where's your girlfriend like are you gonna get married like where's your kids because i'm like literally the only one that doesn't um like have like a family and i'm just like you know what mm-hmm. um i i want that and it'll happen um when it's supposed to because like i can't go out there just like looking like who's gonna be my wife who wants to have my baby yeah that's, just, that's just, like, really weird I, I feel like um like that kind of stuff just kind of have to has to find you so like going out and searching totally. for us is kind of strange 
it definitely happens when you're not looking to like I feel like it's when you feel like that's not your main focus someone great comes into your life or that's what's happened around me at least like my brother was um in a horrible relationship for like a long time and they broke up and he was single for about a year and then it's like weeks before he told me that he like wasn't gonna go looking he's just like I don't want to date for a while you know I'm content being single I've been through enough and uh he met like the most amazing girl and it was so insane how they met like uh our our grandmother passed away in April and we had her service and when we were taking her um like when they the hearse was taking her um casket up to her plot they like the hearse died and this girl had to jump start it and I was making jokes because she's like a pretty goth girl and I was like oh do you have a crush on her you know to my brother and they ended up meeting like months later and she was like yeah like I was totally at your grandmother's service and saw your family speak and um she seemed super special and they've connected instantly and yeah, they've been dating for a few months now, but she's like the most amazing person he's ever been with. And, um, I'm like, yeah, this is totally it for him. And it happens so randomly. And it's kind of cool. Like when people have stories like that, cause I don't know. I hate when I'm like, yeah, I met them off Instagram. <laughs> like, I don't know. It'd be cool to meet someone organically, you know? Uh, and I'm sorry to hear about your grandmother. Um, when she jumped the hearse, was she just like a random person driving by or was she already on her way to the service? Um, she's actually a funeral director. So she was working oh. there. Oh, wow. And it was okay. just so random. And she ended up going to our friend's Halloween party. She was there and um, they they like met there officially at the party. And then she, they started talking on Instagram and she brought it up. She's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be weird, but I totally remember, you know, back in April and it was wild at first. I'm like, this is so weird. And my brother was saying it was a sign. And now that I know her, I'm like, Hey, maybe it is. Cause she's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, it was so strange. Yeah. That, that is um, crazy and cool. Like how that um, kind of came together. Um, and I, I definitely understand like, you know, uh, meeting people off the internet is like, you know, kind of weird. Like I'm like, I, I guess like, you know, old school or whatever. Like I would much more like to meet somebody face to face. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I've kind of like cursed myself because I feel like the, the last like couple girls that I've ever dated, like I've met them in Disneyland and I'm just like, okay, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> that's so funny. And it's like, and it was all by like chance, like, you know, maybe like, you know, like friends group, like, you know, um, crossing by and just introducing people or just like going up to them and talking to them. It was never like, you know, like off Instagram in Disneyland. It was always like organically in Disneyland, which I oh, wow. always um, thought was cool. So I was like, okay, I was like, all right, the next one has to be in Disneyland because I feel like that's always like the best story to tell. Like, yeah, we, yeah. Met, we met in Disneyland, like the favorite place or like my favorite place. Like I, I just love going there. I'm there like a couple times a week. So, mm-hmm. um, I try to meet I don't like try to meet girls there but I I, I try to um keep it to that it's like they have to be into Disney that's like one that's like one prere- oh, yeah. like prerequisite like if I'm going to date a girl just be into Disney and don't smoke yeah like have an annual pass so we can go a couple times a week 
Yeah, it's, it's not that expensive. You can be like my buddy Felix. He has uh, Flex Pass. We, we call him uh, Flex Pass Felix, and it definitely <laughs> <laughs> it definitely works out because it, um you know like he doesn't because he, he has like two jobs, so he can't go all the time like I can just because of his um, schedule. So mm-hmm. uh, the crazy days that we all want to go, um, he can still book. He just or he can still go. He just he just has to book in advance. So uh, okay, yeah. So the, like, uh, annual passes are expensive, but I feel like um, you can make them manageable, just depending on which one you get. I feel like I should look into that because I haven't had an annual pass in years, and like, um, I've been dying to go because obviously I love Disneyland, but I've just been missing it. And I'm like, if I go, I want to get a pass, you know. And um, my a couple of my friends like they have passes and I didn't realize how many people I knew actually still had passes. So I'm like, okay, there's plenty of people who'd be down to go. So, um, yeah, I feel like I need to check it out. Like the different, different ones again, it's been a while. Yeah. And are are you still living in LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm living in LA and then it's like my parents live down in orange County. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, back and forth all the time so um i feel like i would go you know often but yeah i don't know i need to look into it again yeah it's always there obviously and um if you go down to orange county pretty often and i'm sure you pass it all the time mm-hmm. yeah literally all the time but yeah, yeah. Well, that, that'd be awesome. Um, you, I, I follow you on um, Instagram and Twitter and I know, uh, well, I noticed you uh, talk about your brother a lot, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think like the last thing I saw was you were posting about those, um, hoodies from his band. Oh yeah. So and I, I, th- I think it's pretty cool that you show him so much support. Oh yeah. He's been my best friend my whole life. Um, he actually got me into like all of my favorite things I'm into today. And, um, I've probably gone to every single seizure show that I in California, well, not up in the Bay, but any manageable ones. And I know they're touring out. Um, they're going to be doing a full U S tour in the summer and I'm going to go out to the East coast and meet them in the middle of the tour. Cause I want to see them, you know, in a different place. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're into like all the same stuff. And, uh, he's been so supportive with lovesick and he actually put out our, our tape when we did it. And, um, yeah, he's, he's like my best friend. Uh, he's just the best guy. I don't know anyone who doesn't like him. (laughs) And, uh, you mentioned you're going to be out on the East coast. Are you flying out just to see seizures or you're going to be out there doing other stuff as well? Um, I'm just going to fly out and meet them, but I'll probably see some friends. I have some friends on the East coast, so I'll probably like go around and check out some favorite spots that I've gone to before. But, um, yeah, I know he's in the middle of booking the tour and when he told me some of the cities are playing, I just figured it'd be cool to meet them out there since I probably couldn't go for the whole thing, but yeah, they they haven't done a full US. They've done like little bits and pieces of different parts of the country, but I'm excited they're finally doing something cuz they put out a record um at the end of 2019 and um 
I'm actually on two of the songs, super brief, but uh, the record is just so insane and great. And I'm so excited for them to actually like play elsewhere. Yeah, it's wild that they're doing a full U.S. Because I, I talk about this all the time uh, that these days bands don't really do that anymore. They've kind of switched to the like more regional model. Well, they'll like fly out to a certain region and just play a couple dates and then fly home. So to hear mm-hmm. that they're going to do a full U.S., I, I think it's awesome for, for uh, everybody, for the, the people across the U.S. who get to see them and for them as well to get out there and get that exposure in all these different markets. Yeah, I was I was excited to hear that because uh, he's like, might as well. How are we going to get to the East Coast? Like, let's just do everything. And on the way back, we'll hit, you know, the South. And yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. They have pretty good, a good amount of fans all over. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be great for them. And I, I'd even ask uh, that show that you played uh, a couple weeks ago. How was that for you guys? Um, the one in Santa Ana was really good. Like it was awesome. We played with, it was basically an all friends show and, um, pure hex. They played, they're from the Bay and they're like this amazing shoegazy band. And, uh, it's kind of funny. Every band except for us had a member of seizures at like one point. And, uh, so pure hex, they were great. And then, um, inner space visitor, he is one of the guitarists from seizures and um his music is incredible he's so talented and then um yeah there were a couple other bands but that show was really good and then the fullerton show was kind of a bummer because uh so i had a friend from seattle coming down she's in the band sunspots and they're awesome and then my friend marissa mercy uh she played and then one of sunspots friends like they played too but um basically I booked the show wanting to do like kind of a girlfriend's like show like Marissa and my friend Kaylee and then uh we wanted to have sheer play with uh you know our friend Gina so we were trying to do like a girl show just like all of our friends who play cool music and uh sheer had to drop which is a bummer but like two days before our show, the promoter randomly messaged me saying like, Oh, by the way, you know, we, the show's not happening anymore. Like I kind of owe the venue money and they're just dropping it. So I was bummed out and I was trying to scramble to find something new. Cause, um, since one of the bands was coming from Seattle, I was like, I don't, I want them to play something. Like, even if we don't play, I want, I want to find a show for them. And, uh, it was super last minute, but we played at the continental room in Fullerton and, um, it was honestly our worst show (laughs) we've ever played. Probably like our only like actually bad show. Um, we didn't have any time to practice before, uh, with Justin and the show we played before we played as a three piece. And, um, I feel like Justin didn't really have time to practice cause he was on tour with dead heat and, um, we had a couple like issues in the beginning and then the sound cut out like on and off the whole show. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of bad and it was nothing I could control. You know, I was just bummed out about it though. Cause we haven't really had issues like that yet. And, um, 
yeah, I don't know. It was bad, but I figured like it's going to be nice to just take a break and um yeah, writing's been fun and I actually started taking voice lessons just for fun and like wanting to expand, you know, like my range and see what I can truly do with my voice and um I took my first one like 2 weeks ago and it went really well and uh I like didn't realize how much more I could do with my voice that I'm just like not using. <laughs> so yeah, I had that lesson and then the day after I just like completely just trashed one of our new songs and started all over and like wrote it all in 10 minutes. It just I don't know, just boosted my motivation and um got that one finished and yeah, I've been feeling good about things since I started getting going with the songs. Like once I get one going, I can like I have the drive to keep going and working on more and uh yeah, I don't know. The show is bad, but if you're in music, it's going to happen regardless. Like you're going to have a bad show. So, so um going back to that Fullerton show, uh, who found that spot in Fullerton because I've never even heard of that room before. I um I'm pretty sure it was the guy that the promoter that dropped our show. Um, I felt bad, but we were, we were all kind of like giving him like shit for it (laughs) because I was like, okay, what the hell? Like it's in two days and he just threw this on me, you know? Yeah. And, um, he was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I didn't know how to tell you. It was something like that. It was like just really weird. And, um, and I think he was scrambling and it was nice that he like still, you know, tried to help. And, um, my friend from Seattle was like, yeah, a place in Fullerton. And I guess I have some friends who said they played there, but it just, I don't know. It was weird. It was like a bar and the, the stage felt like the sync bye, bye, bye video. It was like <laughs> really weird. Yeah. Um, there's I like saw, a, saw curtain. I don't know. Yeah, didn't it look crazy? Yeah, it, it <laughs> um, looked pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. The sound was just breaking out for everyone, like me and Marissa, mostly Marissa. And uh, I think they had a, a new sound guy. It was his first night. So it was like, I don't know. We were all kind of just over it by the end of the night. But um, I was more just excited to be playing a show with some of my best friends. Yeah, I, I was really bummed because I, I wanted to see that Sunspots band because I know the drummer because I, I, I've had him on the podcast before and I've Yeah, see- he's in Gag, right? Yeah, he's in Gag and Lower Species and he has his own podcast yeah. too. Uh, oh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, super nice guy uh, and I, I wanted to see them but uh, yeah, it just didn't work out with the timing. Um, but I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm glad that they're able to you know make it down here and still be able to play. Yeah, they were so good. Like, that's one band that I'm I'm hoping a lot of people catch on to because uh, I've been friends with Kaylee, the singer, for like, she was one of my first friends when I moved to L.A. from Orange County. And um, she had an old band called Willow, and I used to see them. I just, like, loved seeing her play. She's so talented. So um, when she told me she was coming down here, she told me she wanted to play with Lovesick. And I'm like, dude, either way, I'm going to be there like I miss seeing you play shows so um yeah it was awesome but I'm pretty sure their LA show probably went well I know that show was cool it was like Daisy Chain and Jinx and 
I don't know. I think it was a pretty good lineup. I'd admit it, but I know she mentioned they want to keep coming down here. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people catch on to it because they're, they're awesome. Yeah. And they're from the Pacific Northwest. So it's not like too far of a drive to come down here mm-hmm. and play a show. Yeah. Like even like a weekend West coast run would be awesome. Yeah. They could just do just go down the coast, just hit the like Northern California and central Valley. I'm sure there's somebody out there who would want to book them. Oh, totally. Yeah. They're awesome. Well, that's, that's kind of, a, Oh, I'm sad to hear that. That was your worst show, but I'm also glad that, <laughs> that you guys are, you know, um, it was just stuff that was like out of your control. And it's, it's really cool to hear that you're, you're taking, um, writing music like serious again, and you have that momentum. And I'm definitely curious to see, um, what these, uh, uh, classes do for your, um, vocal ranges. Cause like, I don't know how to sing. And I, you know, I, I listen to people like, you know, like Whitney Houston and I was like, damn, like how is she able to do that with her yeah. voice? Like she's amazing. So the fact that mm-hmm. you're, um, taking those classes to try to tap in and see what you can actually do with your voice. I, I think it's like pretty awesome. Yeah. Cause I don't know, even now it's like, before lovesick I never considered myself a singer I'm just like yeah I like to write songs and mess around and record stuff in my room and even now I'm like I don't know I'm not like there's so many good musicians out there I'm not like a singer like it's it still feels weird to say that because I've never been like you know a singer I guess but um I love doing it so I figured even if I don't use crazy styles it's like it's gonna make anything else just so easy so um yeah the the girl I went to she was so cool and she used to work with like Christina Aguilera and I'm like hey I wouldn't mind just randomly belting like her (laughs) but uh yeah it went really well it's just it's kind of fun it's a nice little outlet so I figured she even mentioned, you know, like your writing technique is going to change because you're going to realize how much more you can do. And just the next day I instantly wrote a new song and it just put me in a great mood. So, um, I'm definitely going to stick with it. I feel like it's already done a lot. And can you describe like, um, what these, what these classes are like? Cause I'm just so curious, um, like what you're doing in there to improve on your like vocal range. Yeah. So I've never, obviously I've never like been trained or I don't know, any singing I've done has just been me, whatever. And, um, with her, she taught me like all these different exercises, like all these warm ups and all these things to strengthen the muscles and like my face, my nose, and then like how to, you know, use more of my diaphragm and just making sure I know how to use the most and, not damage anything and um so like it was like an hour long class and the first half hour was warm-ups and exercises and then um the last half hour she chose a song and then um I like would sing the song and she would kind of dissect it and show me what extra like how I can use each exercise with what parts and um yeah, it was crazy. Like when I left, like my face was like sore. I was like, wow, I actually like never really first. I like sang louder than I ever have. And I'm like, I never do this. And then, um, 
just using all the muscles in my face and everything just to like sing properly and hit the correct notes I don't know it was crazy but um yeah it's kind of just teaching me how to use my voice the proper way which is really cool and when you're you know when you left that class and you are doing all these techniques do you ever um look at the old songs that you recorded and see how you could have like improved on those oh my god yeah right when I left I was like I put on some of my old songs and I'm like damn I wish I could just re-record these now (laughs) I'm like I kind of just want to re-record them but um yeah I don't know I still like them but I know the the next thing we put out is going to sound stronger because obviously the first thing it was like I guess considered a demo because we'd never put anything out but um I'm excited to see what we do I really want to do like a cover just for fun and uh we're kind of going like a, a darker route it's a lot of synth it's like very synth heavy and um yeah it's cool I really like it so far yeah, no, I love that style. So uh, I'm like really excited to see where you guys go with that stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. That's like all my favorite stuff. Um, yeah, I just I love like all 80s. So everything I've listened to is just coming or all the inspirations basically coming from what I've listened to. Um, like Depeche Mode and stuff like that. <laughs> And, uh, recently, uh, you went to poison the well, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Can you, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Cause I, like, if I'm going to be honest, um, I, I, I wasn't the, the biggest fan of them cause I feel like they were, um, kind of like going on at the same time where I was around, but I was just listening to other stuff. So I never got super into them, but like, I know so many people who were like freaking out, who got tickets and were able to go. So I, I was just curious, like what that experience was like for you. Yeah, so, um, like, one of the things, my brother got me into a lot of things growing up. Like, I love, like, skateboard culture. I'm not a good skateboarder, but I love, like, everything around it. And then, um, like, he got me into all the music I'm into today. And one of the first, like, I guess, metalcore bands he showed me was Poison the Well. And I love the opposite of December, the... They played that in its entirety, so um, I was really excited that that was happening, and I was literally, <laughs> I was on the website for, like, a half hour, and it said it sold out, and I kept refreshing for, like, another 30 minutes, and then finally I got one at, like, 10.35, like, it just happened. I just, like, kept clicking and clicking, and um, I went with him, actually, and so many of my friends were there, but it was so special. Like I couldn't believe how good they sounded. And, um, I had friends who traveled from all over the country for it. And I was honestly surprised, like, not that it's not worth it, but, um, it was so cool to see so many people come together just to hear a band play one of their favorite records. And, um, I mean, most of my favorite bands are from that time, at least in that genre, like disembodied and, um unbroken so it's like all those bands are like way up my alley and um yeah it was so special like it seemed like everyone in the room was like on the same wavelength (laughs) but um 
yeah, I'm stoked to see they're playing more shows. I'm thinking about going to Psycho Las Vegas because that lineup just looks insane. Yeah, and you mentioned Disembodied. You saw them recently too? Yeah, so they played at For the Children in December, and I saw them there, and then they played at the Regent, I think it was two years ago, um, in July. And, yeah, I was so stoked to see them because um, I had a ticket to see them in 2009. They played at Chain Reaction, and my mom, like, wouldn't let me go (laughs) because I guess she heard that they were like one of the main bands that like, it's like one of the only bands that chain reaction had metal detectors for, like it was that bad. And there's so many videos I'll look back and watch and there's so many fights and crazy stuff happening, but um, they're probably one of my favorite bands in the world. And I was dying to see them, but they were so good. And in December, it was perfect. Yeah, my buddy uh, filmed their set um, from For the Children, and uh, they sounded really good that night. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, Steven from 197 Media. Okay, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, he he does, like, a lot of the, um like, uh, live sets from down here in Southern California. He's, like, does, like, really good quality stuff. He's actually in Louisville right now filming that um, LDB Fest. Oh yeah, I feel like I've seen that all over my feed. I feel like everyone traveled for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I know so many people there, and it definitely looks pretty crazy. Yeah, that venue looks awesome. Yeah, just like a giant skate park, which um, I'm pretty sure that skate park is open twenty four seven. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So. Damn. Um, I I wanted to go, but like I, I just recently traveled to like another hardcore fest at the beginning of January and just getting time off of work is kind of tough because I have to like plan out my vacations like a year in advance. So I just have other things planned. So I, I couldn't get the time off for LDB this year. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's hard. And there's so many fests. Like I think there's new ones every year, just like crazy ones too. I wanted to go to, um, furnace fest they keep adding more and more bands and i'm like do i just go to alabama for this but um yeah i haven't decided if i want to go yet you know that lineup is so insane like i I, i'm like okay i i I like a lot of bands on there but uh just to get the time to go to travel is like really hard so i'm just like okay if they get um boys night out which is like this like canadian band i was like oh my god yeah dude i'm like if they get boys Night Out, it's (laughs) that's it i'm going i don't care like i have to see that band before i die and i feel like if they get on this point i wouldn't doubt it like i would not doubt like i wouldn't be surprised yeah, because when oh. you look at that entire lineup, they fit like perfectly with all those other bands, and just like that time period of all those bands that are on that bill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like every time they drop an announcement, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Come on!" <laughs> yeah, and but, and I I see people talking on Twitter. They're like, "How's this even gonna like work out? This is gonna be like another fire fest like incident." Just because it just seems yeah. so insane because like you, you, the lineup, like there's so many big bands and like so many like throwback bands. It just doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know like some of the bands playing and uh, my brother's like best friends with 18 Visions and I'll see them a bit, like pretty 
frequently with him and I was like is this real and he's like yeah they're they're actually doing it and a lot of people are questioning if it's actually a show that's happening but um yeah it's like very real and I know that they still have so many more to announce I'm sure so I don't know who else they could add I mean it's pretty crazy I'm like looking at the lineup right now again yeah and same, same here I just pulled it out <laughs> yeah it's wild yeah like but I would love to see from autumn to ashes again, but it's like, I think that band oh, is yeah. super awesome. And uh, I've never seen mineral. I think that'd be cool to see them. Oh yeah. Mineral is great. Yeah. And then yeah, like, I saw them. I saw them back when they had like their little comeback. It was like a few years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like that was around like the whole, that whole genre, like American football came back around the same time and, yeah, they were great. Yeah, never got a chance to see them. But yeah, this the lineup is just crazy. Like uh Love is Red is playing again. I thought like the singer sold out. Like how are they getting back together? Um Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Uh I'm I'd be down to see it cuz uh last time I saw them play was w- with like Hatebreed like a long time ago. Oh wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, it's just pretty insane. I'm just curious, like, what, like, the venue's going to be like. Like, I've never, uh, you know, been to Furnace. I've never even been to um, Birmingham, Alabama. I haven't either. And I'm like, I guess this is this would be a good time to go. I don't know. Yeah. But I guess this might there's be the- so much time now. There's, like, so much time to plan. So I'm like, maybe I'll actually do it. Yeah, because it's but- going down in September. There's, like, a good chunk. Um, which is crazy mm-hmm. too because like i'm going to japan for the first time in october like literally oh wow that's like, so rad yeah like two weeks after furnace fest, uh, furnace fest happens like me and my buddy johnny we're going to japan we're gonna spend a week out there oh nice yeah i'm pretty stoked because it's been like a like a dream of mine like for a long time to go to japan and uh, do some cool stuff out there but i just like for me i'm like okay like if i'm gonna go it has to be like for something special and oh yeah have like put it off because like i i could have gone you know from like you know the time i started doing like more serious traveling but i'm just kind of like i'm I'm gonna wait but then my buddy johnny um he's like a really good friend of mine he hit me up and was like dude uh like let's go to japan like let's go do uh tokyo disney and see a bunch of cool stuff and i uh he had just gone out of like a super serious relationship and just wanted to plan something cool and i was Mm -hmm. like you know what i was like i haven't talked to anybody ever who's been like that interested in that like down to go because like yeah uh uh, like because i know a lot of people but they have like you know their own lives like you know things going on so it's just like hard for everybody to travel so the fact that i had a friend who was like super down and wanted to go and we share a lot of the same interests so i was like dude like let's do it so we we started planning and um we decided we're going in october which is gonna be really awesome oh that's gonna be so cool i've never been but i've always wanted to go and um that's like my biggest struggle finding a friend who you know, would want to actually take the leap and travel somewhere far and do something like that. Um, how long are you going for? Like a couple of weeks or? Oh, we're just doing one solid week. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. So, um, so like we'll be gone. Like, I think like 
like around like 11 days, but just like a couple days for travel, but then like a whole week in Japan. We have like a list of things that we want to do, but like we're for sure going to do Disney. Like that's like like no question, but just outside of that, we just have like a bunch of things that we have on a list and whatever we can get done, like we'll do. That's so cool. I've always wanted to go to Tokyo Disney. I feel like it's going to be way cooler than out here. Yeah, like I, I, I know so many people who've gone, and every single time they get back and they tell me they're like, "Dude, you have to go. It's like the best thing." And I'm just like, "Dude, trust me. I, I want to go. Like, I, I've seen so many cool things like online. I've seen videos. Like, I'm, I'm dying to go yeah. there." This is a dumb question, but does your pass work at the other ones, or is it just this one? Oh, uh, not a dumb question, but uh, uh, the pass that I have currently just works in California. I, I used to have the pass that works in Florida and California, but uh, when I had to renew this year, I wasn't sure how many trips I was going to do um, in Florida this year. So I just yeah. got the just got the pass below that. Um, but oh, yeah. Yeah. So th- there's only like um, like outside of being like, you know, like like a part of like disney because like there's there are those passes for like you know like higher ups but Mm -hmm. um, i don't have one of those passes so um yeah we just be buying tickets but it's not as expensive out there to go to disney as it is out oh yeah no it's totally worth it regardless like it's gonna be awesome especially for someone who like frequents disneyland you'll you'll have so much to nerd out over yeah and i i have a buddy um he lives in new york he's actually uh going to bali for for i I think it's for valentine's day if i'm not mistaken but he has a 22 hour layover in la on wednesday so i'm gonna pick him and his girlfriend up and we're gonna do disney for the day and then they go to bali and on their way home from bali they're gonna stop in tokyo and shanghai and do disney um in hong kong and shanghai which i'm like dude i'm like that's so awesome that's like such a cool trip to do and like we're just like freaking out that's insane yeah because he's like a big disney guy too so um he has like a pass um for florida and we're just like talking about how insane it's going to be for him to get out to the um parks in hong kong and shanghai oh yeah no that's so cool that it worked out that way where he's able to do all of that like even just the la then go back over there it's so crazy yeah, and um, I have uh, well, um, my, my buddy Garrett pays for Disney Plus, and he let me use his login. But there's this show on Disney Plus, and it's called um, I think it's called uh, Imagineers, and it goes. Oh to, like, my this... god, I've been watching that, and oh. I'm obsessed with it. Okay, yo, it's such a good show, <laughs> like so much awesome information, and, and definitely gives me like a different perspective on like certain attractions in Disneyland and like what they did mm-hmm. for the park. But when I, I don't know if you got to the park where they talk about Hong Kong disney no no i've only seen a little bit but my brother and i were geeking out over it we just loved it yeah awesome show but through watching that show and finding out um, about how big hong kong disney really is it's actually really small like in the show they say that like that's like a three-hour park and that's how like how small oh wow yeah so i'm like tripping out i'm like dude like i never thought it, it was that small i always just pictured it to be just as big as the one we have here at home Oh, totally. Is the Tokyo one pretty big? Yeah, in Tokyo, there's two parks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm like a huge fan of in, um, excuse me, Indiana Jones. And um, there's this movie, The the Crystal Skull. I don't know if you've ever seen it with Shia LaBeouf in it. Um, oh, I never watched that one. I wanted to see it, though. I watched like all the originals and love those. 
Okay, well, that newer one is like definitely like the most hated one in the series because like there's like <laughs> there's like aliens involved, but I'm like whatever like yeah um, yeah I remember that yeah so like I think it's awesome like I, I don't think it's horrible, but in Japan they have like their Indiana Jones rides based off that movie, which I'm pretty stoked to see. Oh wow, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The Indiana Jones ride is definitely one of my favorites at Disneyland. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in the news, the, uh, it was on Thursday, one of the power generators backstage blew up and there's like this giant fire and like, like all of Adventureland's power went out. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh my was, God. it was pretty crazy. They were like trying to like evacuate people and people are just like literally standing there taking videos of this giant fire behind uh, the Emporium. <laughs> so you could see it clear as day because the flames were going up pretty high. It was, it was pretty intense. Oh my God. But, Amazing. Yeah. Damn. That's why like, I, I'm there so often. Like I, I see like crazy stuff like that happen and like people like will ask me like, why do you always go to Disneyland? And I'm just like, oh. You know, it's it's fun. There's always like something weird happening. Like, it's different every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause people look at it like base level, like, oh, it's just rides and like little kid stuff. But I'm just like, no, I'm like, you don't understand. Like there's things that go on like these random fires that are just so crazy. And it's just funny to um, obviously luckily, um, as far as I know, nobody got hurt. So um, I'm, that's yeah. why I can laugh at it. But um, totally. Yeah. It's, it's just cool being there. So I, I always get to see like these weird experiences. And, and then like I always run into friends all the time like and it's always like by oh, chance yeah. and uh it's just it's always fun and i guess it does help too that um my buddy johnny who i talked about earlier um he's the manager of the magic shop so i go in there and see him all the oh, time oh awesome that's so cool yeah yeah it's pretty yeah fun. i used to i used to love going like when i had a pass i would love to like back in the day i think it was i don't know so long ago but when chain reaction was more active when they had shows all the time i'd go to a show there and then on the way home i'd stop at disneyland like hit space mountain grab a churro and leave <laughs> it was like my favorite thing ever because it was like right there so i'd leave the show and just stop there on my own and perfect end of the night yeah i i, I just love that you could do something like that and uh chain's definitely different now than it was back in the day oh yeah yeah they used to have so many good shows yeah but i i think it's because uh the the owner he lets somebody else like run the booking because obviously he owns chain and and i i i keep saying this nobody's corrected me so i assume it's true um uh he owns chain and the observatory in santa Ana. Oh, that makes sense yeah i had no idea makes sense though yeah so um so i feel like more uh, more of the shows that would be a chain happen at the constellation room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go there all the time. You know what I really miss? Uh, do you remember when house of blues was in downtown Disney? I literally was just talking about that because, um, I'm going to see dashboard confessional tonight. Um, in Anaheim at house of blues. And I'm like, wait, it's not in downtown Disney anymore. Like that kind of sucks. I haven't been to the new one, but I loved going to downtown Disney and like doing stuff around there. And then when I had a pass, I'd just go to Disneyland all day until whatever show I was going to. But yeah, all that's changed. I don't know what they put there now. It's a, it's this place called Splitsville. It's like, um, like a giant, like bowling alley with like a, a bar inside. And then there's like dining. You can like sit down and get food. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Right. It's uh, it's nice. Like I've never bowled. I've uh, eaten there a couple times and went there to get uh, drinks um, with some friends, like non-alcoholic drinks mm-hmm. for me. Friends got stuff from the bar. Um, but yeah. It's definitely like a chill spot, but I would way rather uh, prefer House of Blues in that spot than the restaurant. Yeah. No, that was perfect. I used to love going there. Yeah, dang. I, I didn't realize Dashboard was playing tonight. Um, who, who are they playing with? Uh, Piebald. <laughs> oh, wow. It's uh, Dashboard's 20-year anniversary, I guess. And um, I think they're playing, like, their first two records or something. Um, yeah. Um, I wasn't – I didn't even know it was happening, but my friend brought it up, and she's like, yeah, you should just come and grab the ticket last minute. So I'm like, yeah cool i love dashboard but i don't know i almost i almost didn't go because uh a few years ago my brother somehow got us tickets to see um the singer of dashboard he played at che cafe in san diego and it was like a private secret show and he played all the hits like everything you'd want to hear and uh that place is so small i'm like why would i want to see them anywhere else after that but yeah, I think it'll be fun either way. I've always liked their songs. Yeah, I, I definitely like the new House of Blues. It's a pr- pretty cool layout. It's definitely bigger than the one that was in downtown. And they actually have like a big room and a small room at this new lo- location. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. Um, but th- that's so cool that you get to see Dashboard. Because like, I've only seen Dashboard at like a like a festival. I've never um, seen them in it, like a, just like a normal venue. So the fact that you get to see them in House of Blues, I think is like really cool. I know. I'm excited. Like I've, I've honestly never seen them as a band. I just only saw that acoustic set and that was honestly enough for me because it was so good. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I just figured last minute little hangout. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. What would you normally be doing on a Saturday night if you weren't seeing dashboard? (laughs) Um, Oh, I don't know. Saturdays, I always, uh, I do kickboxing every Saturday morning. Oh, okay. So start, started my day off with that. And then I usually will like meet up with friends and maybe like go, go to another show or get dinner or, uh, the last couple weekends, I feel like I've been going down Orange County cause my parents are obsessed with my dog. So I'll bring her down there and, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been so busy though. Like the last couple of months, I feel like I I don't remember the last time I just like had a full weekend to do nothing. Um, last night I went to like a friend's birthday thing. It was like people were just having drinks at this bar, and uh, I went from there to like a a warehouse show for this band Body of Light, and uh, I met my brother and his girlfriend there and I think I got home at like four or three or something and I was like geez okay but still got up for boxing and I didn't think I was going to do anything today so um I guess I'm just keeping at it staying busy (laughs) I had no idea you're taking kickboxing where are you training at um yeah so it's the spot in Pasadena it's called classic kickboxing and um I've been going for about a year now. I go uh, Monday and Wednesday nights and then Saturday mornings. And 
yeah, I love it. I'm kind of like addicted to it now. It's just, I don't know. I've always had like really bad anxiety and it like has relieved a lot of that. And, um, it's just a good outlet, but I started bringing one of my friends about a year ago, like a couple months after I started, I started bringing her and now she's really hooked on it. So she'll join me and it's like our Saturday tradition. We'll box and then get coffee at our favorite coffee spot. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been good though. It's like a nice routine. Yeah. That, that's definitely cool. Do you do any sparring or is it just training? Um, it's mostly just like training. It's like a lot of punching bag stuff. And then there's a lot of circuit training. So, uh, I'll do kickboxing and then like regular boxing. So both classes are kind of different, but, um, yeah, it's mostly just like stuff on a bag, but yeah, it's, it's really nice. Like it's a, it's an amazing outlet. Yeah. I remember when I went to my first MMA class and like, I've been in like plenty of like street fights. So I was like, okay, I was like, Mm -hmm. I wonder how much I'll actually learn. And I remember the first day of class, the coach was like, he's like, show me, he's like, show me how you kick. So I threw like the worst kick ever. And he's like, all right, he's like, I'm gonna teach you how to kick properly. And I had to kick the heavy bag like a hundred times with each leg just to start (laughs) drilling in the proper technique and oh like, yeah yeah and I'll, I'll never forget that that day because i was like wow this whole time like i thought i was like a decent fighter just because of these stupid street fights but now i come in here and i'm actually getting professionally trained i was like wow this is like really mind-blowing it like how like bad i actually was that's so funny yeah it's so crazy because like i mean it's cool because i want to like have self-defense you know being a girl in la there's a lot of sketchy stuff that happens and um like, I know I can, like, defend myself, but uh, I literally got in my first actual fight ever <laughs> the oh, other night. Dude, I, I saw <laughs> – okay, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm happy you're bringing this up because I did see uh, – I don't know if you retweeted um, – uh, was it your brother or somebody who posted it? Yeah. Um, and I was, like, reading. I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, crap. I was, like – and, like, I didn't even – like, yeah, that totally slipped my mind. We've been talking for, like, an hour, and I didn't even think to bring that up. But, okay, tell us I, about like, this weird fight. I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> Okay, I like everyone around me knows I'm just like a really nice, like gentle person. Like, like I get pissed off about things, but like I just don't hurt people, I guess. And um, we were at the, we were seeing Mr. Bungle, and uh, there were two opening bands. And like during the second band, this um, drunk chick just like came up and was starting shit with everyone, just being obnoxious and, um, literally like for a solid 45 minutes was just pissing off like 20 people at once. And, uh, the whole time camera and I just like kept looking at each other. So annoyed. And we're like, God, can someone get this chick out of here? But, um, after they played, she wanted to go get more drinks with her friend and she was walking in front of us. Like we were just standing there waiting and she walked like across in front of us and fell on me like a couple times. And I, like lightly pushed her off me and then she like fell on me again and I'm like oh my god this girl's wasted like pushed her off me again and then she fell on me and I just got so irritated I shoved her like like five feet in front of me I'm like oh my god she turned around and like started screaming at me and Cameron instantly obviously was like instant defense mode and like um she came at me like started flipping out and 
I was like, Hey, like you're wasted. You're bothering everyone around you. Just keep going, like keep walking. And then she started screaming at me, like saying everything in the book. And then like, it smacked me in the face. I just like full on, like hit her. <laughs> and like, it was just funny. Cause like anyone who knows me, like could never imagine me just like getting in a fight. Like I just don't do that. And, um, I just like, I think I just had all this aggression cause she was so annoying the whole show anyway. But uh, I hit her, and then she, like, was freaking out, and her friend was yelling, and then she fell over and, like, tripped over herself, and I just, like, she's still yelling, saying all this stuff, like, I don't know, just a bunch of random stuff, and I just started kicking her, and it was just so funny, because, like, it's all blurred to me now, but Cameron keeps bringing it up, like, random details, he's like, damn, remember at the Mr. Bungle show where you beat up a girl, and, um, he was like, you didn't even say anything to her. You were just like silently fighting her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like kicked her and then she got up. Her friend was screaming. They were freaking out. And then security came and everyone was just like, kick out the girl with the blue hair. Like she's starting shit, blah, blah, blah. And like no one blamed me. Everyone was just like pointing at her, like all pissed. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was wild. And like, they were going to kick her out and then she was just like throwing a fit. And I was like, I don't care. Just keep her away. But, um, it was kind of funny. Like I literally don't fight, but this girl just brought it out of me, I guess. That's wild. Well, at least, well, at least you're, um, you know, you didn't like go out and be a bully and start it. She actually hit you first, which I think is like pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I like would never like instigate a fight just cause I'm not like that, but like if someone's gonna come at me like I know how to defend myself and it was so funny because Cameron's like you know I would never hit a girl like I would never even come close but like that is like the most like that's probably the closest I've ever felt the feel like felt the need for you to actually go after her I was like yeah I, I wouldn't let you do that either like I know you're trying to be like the protective brother but like don't don't do anything dumb and He's like, I would never lay hands on a girl, but she deserved that for sure. So um, it was crazy because everybody around there was already like annoyed with her. And uh, when the security guy came up, everyone was just yelling about how she just destroyed everything. And um, I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been like continuously kicking her on the floor, but. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. She kind of brought it on herself. She didn't have like even touched you, you know. Yeah, I was like instantly seeing red the second she like hit me in the face. I'm like, no, I'm just not dealing with that. I'm but. really curious. Uh, so I had a buddy who like really wanted to go to that show, but the show sold out and tickets were selling mm -hmm. for, like crazy amount of prices. Uh, did you like? Were you able to get in there like with? like for retail and not have to pay those like hundreds of dollars to get in there. Yeah, it was actually so cool. My brother's like the biggest Mr. Bungle fan of all time, probably. And, um, he ended up getting tickets, but when he texted me about it, like he didn't say that we were seeing Mr. Bungle. It was like whenever it went on sale, maybe like two months ago or something. He was like, oh, my God, I got, like, I got the Mr. Bungle ticket. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so stoked to get to go. Like, you deserve it. I'm so glad this worked out. They added another show, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, he sent me a screenshot of, like, all of our shows coming up. He's like, dang, look at, like, Poison Well and Mr. Bungle. I'm like, yeah, I wish I could go to that. And 
he was like, yeah, I got you a ticket. You didn't know that. And, uh, I got lucky. He got tickets and invited me. So it was so cool though. Like I think Mike Patton's like the coolest person on earth. (laughs) Um, he's just like, he sounded insane and it was crazy. He, I guess I didn't see it. Like I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't see the tweet, but my brother said they posted about how they weren't going to play any of their like Warner brothers records. So they just played like all this crazy random stuff, like the demo and like a cover or two. It's like nothing anyone would expect, but it was so good. I could have watched them all night. Yeah. Like I had no idea who they were. And like my buddy Nate, he's like a huge fan. So he was like telling me about like, like like that whole band's like history and like their feud with the record label and he was mm-hmm. like uh, basically explaining to me like why like those tickets were like reselling for so high because they hadn't played in so long. And I was, oh like, yeah, I was tripping out. I was like, dude, like that's crazy. Like I literally had no idea. Like I didn't know anything about that band. So like hearing him talk about it, I was like, damn, that's like pretty intense um, that they like went through all that, but it was cool for them to come back and be able to like have that kind of support. Like, you know, the, the show's like selling out and now hearing from you that they played like an awesome set. It's like definitely really awesome to hear. Yeah. And I don't know, you can tell like, they're not the kind of band that's like, it's not like they're after money. It's not something they need. It was just so cool that he just wanted to do that. And, um, Dave Lombardo played drums and Ian Scott was on guitar and it's, it was just crazy. I was like, just crazy musicians. And I saw a photo where it was, um, Mike Patton with Danny DeVito. He came to the second night and, uh, I think Eric Andre like introduced them last night. It was like the third night. Um, but it was kind of cool to see like the most random people were into it. Like people like that, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, something cool to see like people who you just probably would never thought like would share the same interests and you're like, Oh cool. Like, yeah. Well, we like the same music. That's awesome. Yeah. I literally saw like Eric Andre. I think it was, I got home so late last night. I'm just, sitting on Instagram and I see Eric Andre post like finally after 20 years, I get to see Mr. Bungle and I'm like, am I seeing this right? <laughs> Thought it was so funny. But, um, did you see that flyer? It's that show. It's like system of a down corn faith, no more and, and helmet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Russian that. circles. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I like faith no more, but now after seeing Mr. Bungle, I'm like, I really need to go. I want to see more of Mike Patton. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was able yeah. to see Faith No More a couple of years ago at, uh, or maybe it's been longer than a couple, but I, I saw them at Coachella like a really long time ago. Oh my God, so sick. Yeah, and that was actually with my buddy Nate. Shout out to Nate. Um, he got me in. He always gets me in whenever I want to go. Oh, that's so rad. I haven't gone since like 2013. And I remember it was a really good lineup. It was like Nick Cave and new order and the postal service and oh i don't even remember just damn. a crazy year that was a wild year i remember because like i'm a huge postal service fan like i uh, oh same yeah so like i i wasn't <laughs> uh wasn't able to go to coachella that year because of um like my work schedule at the time so um but i was able to catch them at the they played that off show in pomona oh i went to that too Oh, I, I think I went to that by myself. I was like, I'll see them any chance I can. They were like my favorite band when I yeah. was like growing up. Yeah, I, I remember I, when I was in high school, like my sister got to see them 
uh at like ucr place uh, they, they like played some show and like my mom uh obviously like she didn't want me to go or not she, she didn't want me she didn't want to let me go out of town because i was like young whatever I, i'm like the baby so uh, totally yeah so she she got to see them in ucr but then like they just never played again and i i never thought i would be able to see them so it, it was definitely cool to be able to catch them at or in pomona yeah the second i saw they were like playing shows again i'm like i don't care where like i'll be there and um i forget who played before them i think it was like that band hot chip i never got into them but i sat through their whole set just so i could be in the front for postal service and the xx who played after mm-hmm. but um yeah i was like i just have to see this but yeah it was so good i i wish they'd come back again yeah same here because i i've i i think i've seen death cab like a couple times like since that performance from the postal service and i'm just like man mm-hmm. like death cab's cool but let's put that on pause not the postal service yeah exactly <laughs> it's like just put a pause on that bring back postal service and give us a new record or play the old stuff like I'm, i'd be happy with either oh yeah no i would love that Ugh. well um Emily, I want to thank you for uh, coming back for the Valentine's Day episode. I, I feel like, um, you know, uh, last year was fun. I enjoyed this conversation, so we definitely have to do it again next year. Yeah, me too. I like I like the little tradition. <laughs> okay, well, um, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, yeah, just uh, check out the band Seizures, Entry, Luster, Death Bells, Sunspots, and Mercy. They're they're all my friends, but they're all like the most talented people I know. So I don't know, just they deserve a shout out. <laughs> all right, well, thank you again, Emily. I definitely appreciate it. Thank all you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamer K Podcast. Always on top. <laughs>